What is up, my fellow Andronauts? I recently experimented with a peptide that dramatically enhanced my recovery capacity. And no, it's not a BPC-157. And I've found almost no one talk about this peptide yet. So wouldn't you like to use something that's dramatically going to enhance your recovery capacity so that you can do more and just feel better? No more crashing after a hard workout and actually being able to do more volume because you're recovering faster and you're just feeling better. You know that feeling where you're having a hard workout and then you're just like, uh, afterwards and like maybe the next day and the next day you're just feeling like, oh man, like that was intense, right? So even though those feelings can be nice because you know that you've put in some hard work, that's not always nice because it can take away from your subsequent workouts and the stuff that you would like to do, right? If you would, if you were doing a heavy leg session on Friday, you're not going to be sprinting and doing skimboarding on Saturday. But those are the things that I would like to do, right? So this is why I'm experimenting with this peptide. And also, if you would like me to help you with a specific problem that you have, a coaching link in the description, check it out. And if you want to naturally maximize your testosterone, I have a Maximize Your Testosterone ebook completely free, link in the description. Let's get into this video. So the specific compound for this video is called glutathione. And so your body has antioxidants, many kinds of antioxidants. It has endogenous meaning it's found inside the body, produced inside of the body. And then you have exogenous stuff that you get from the diet, like vitamin C, E, the stuff that the body can't personally make, right? And then you get enzymatic and non-enzymatic. So enzymatic is an enzyme that converts a free radical into something else, kind of like neutralizes the free radical. And then you get non-enzymatic, like glutathione that just quenches the free radical or coenzyme Q10 or uric acid, lipoic acid, or bilirubin, right? So glutathione is, as some people might know, our body's strongest natural antioxidant, the master antioxidant in the body. And so this peptide is glutathione, but not oral glutathione, injectable glutathione. So glutathione is a combination of three amino acids, glutamate, glycine, and cysteine. And so the body can make it. You could also consume food that is rich in a dipeptide, two amino acids combined, and then that makes the process of creating glutathione so much easier. For example, whey, right? And so this is how glutathione synthesis work. So let's say, for example, you consume uh, cysteine, or the body can actually create cysteine naturally. So cysteine is combined with glutamate to create this gamma glutamyl cysteine, and then combined with glycine to form glutathione. That's how it's being produced. And then glutathione can be used to quench the reactive oxygen species. And what usually happens is you have reduced glutathione, which is then used to neutralize a free radical such as hydrogen peroxide. So and it neutralizes hydrogen peroxide by converting it to water. Right? So in the process, reduced glutathione is then converted into oxidized glutathione. And then the oxidized glutathione can be recycled back into reduced uh, glutathione by, for example, riboflavin. And so it goes back and back, back and forth and back and forth. And so the way that the body uh, recycles glutathione, the oxidized glutathione, is with the help of NADPH. And NADPH is created via glucose oxidation. So by eating enough glucose, you can actually also enhance the production of glutathione and speed up recovery. But as you can see from this graph, you need riboflavin, which is vitamin B2. And you need selenium, which is also found in the diet. So you need to eat a good diet. So let me talk to you about exercise and glutathione specifically, right? You have a balance between reactive oxygen species, which is called ROS, and your antioxidants, and it's in a balance. And when it's not in a balance, 
you have insufficient ROS and you have an excess of glutathione, for example. So if you were to use an antioxidant like glutathione or NAC, which increases glutathione, you will have a disbalance, but you have too much antioxidants and this will lead to no adaption. So you might've heard that there is, you shouldn't be taking antioxidants too close to your workouts because it will neutralize the effects of your workout, the benefit, right? So when you exercise, you create ROS. That ROS then signals an adaption phase. But the older someone gets, they can't adapt to that ROS, right? They get more side effects in the process. So flip it around, you get too much ROS, you don't have enough glutathione, this eventually leads to overtraining. And also, when you do excessive amounts of exercise, you have an increase in oxidized glutathione. So the oxidized glutathione is a result of the reduced glutathione quenching free radicals, creating oxidized glutathione. So when you use quote-unquote antioxidants, you will prevent the decrease in reduced glutathione. So when you inject yourself with glutathione, you basically increase the levels of glutathione that will help to quench the reactive oxygen species and prevent the dullness. So when you produce too much reactive oxygen species, that's when you get the muscle damage. You don't need muscle damage to signal uh, hypertrophy changes. A lot of people think like, I'm not sore, I'm not going to adapt. That's not really how it works. But you don't need to be sore to adapt to training. Another benefit is glutathione increases blood flow. And the way it increases blood flow is by increasing nitric oxide. And there's two ways how glutathione can increase nitric oxide. The first one is it increases nitric oxide synthesis, so the enzyme that creates it. So when someone is producing too much reactive oxygen species, it uncouples the enzyme that produces nitric oxide. So when it's uncoupled, it means it's not producing nitric oxide. So glutathione protects that enzyme to keep it coupled to produce nitric oxide. Number two is that glutathione reacts with nitric oxide to form is nitroso, is nitroso glutathione, thus protecting it. So it's protecting the nitric oxide because nitric oxide in itself is actually also a free radical. And nitric oxide can react with other free radicals to create highly toxic free radicals. So glutathione is helpful for increasing nitric oxide production or ensuring optimal nitric oxide production and then also protecting the nitric oxide that's being produced. So this is very interesting because if you look at this graph, right, they combined citrulline with glutathione. It was small dose, only 200 milligrams of glutathione. And what they found was that the increase in nitric oxide, you can see from the stop line, was much greater than just citrulline alone. So this is really good because this is what you want. You want a big increase in nitric oxide. So this will help significantly with the pump. But there's other benefits to nitric oxide as well, such as the vasodilation and more blood flow to the muscle means a more delivery of oxygen and hormones and nutrients that will help with, that will help to facilitate the recovery. You can see in this graph they used um, citrulline, glutathione, and then citrulline with glutathione. And you can see like it was with a citrulline the combo group, the increase in cyclic GMP was much more with the citrulline and glutathione group. And the cyclic GMP helps with vasodilation. And so when you compare it with something like Viagra, what Viagra does is it inhibits PDE5 and PDE5 breaks down cyclic GMP. So you can either use citrulline with glutathione and that will dramatically increase cyclic GMP to help with the vasorelaxation. And as I mentioned, the increased blood flow after exercise may promote exercise recovery due to increased nutrients, hormone and oxygen delivery, better recovery. And also the other benefits of glutathione, and this was actually from oral glutathione, is that um, when people were using about one gram of glutathione for even two weeks, 
and they exercise, they experience less of a drop in pH. So other compounds that can do this is sodium bicarbonate and beta alanine, which is increasing carnosine, and they are buffers inside the cell. They buffer the pH so it doesn't drop. And the more the pH drops, the muscle's like, I can't work in this acidity, and it can like stops working. So if you can prevent that drop, you can actually push harder for longer. And it also enhanced mitochondrial biogenesis, and evidence, which is evident by the increase in these proteins, PGC1-alpha, at the mitochondrial DNA. So it increased it by 25 and 53%, which indicates that the supplementation of glutathione helps to increase mitochondrial biogenesis, which can help you to produce more energy and clear the lactate faster, like all of the good stuff. So my experience with injectable glutathione, I used 300 milligrams twice a week. And then uh, it made me feel light and clean as if I had a couple of race days. It was really good. So I would have a really hard day. Uh, in the evening, I would inject myself. And then I would, like the next day, I would feel like, I, I feel so good and clean. Like, yeah, I can go and work out again. I can go for a run. I can do this and that. Like, I felt really good. But it didn't feel like I didn't lift. Like, so let's say I was doing a heavy squat session. And I took the glutathione. The next day, I was like, wow, my legs barely hurt. I don't feel it. But then the moment you start doing squats, it's like, okay, yeah, I can feel like I'm, I still have slight fatigue. So it's not like, okay, I'm going to go from training legs once a week to training legs every single day because it's this insane. It's not exactly that insane, right? It just helps to speed up the recovery. But it's not like you can 7x or 10x the volume that you're doing. It just makes you feel really good from my own experience. And then I use it at least four hours after my workout. Because when you use antioxidants too close to a workout, especially the strong ones, it might blunt the adaption that you're getting from training. And I don't want that. So I separate at least four hours. So let's say I was training middle of the day. I would typically go to bed later. So I would usually like actually six, eight or 10 hours after my workout. Then I would inject the glutathione. And so how does it compare with BPC-157? BPC-157 is helpful when you inject it right into the injured spot right so i've used bpc before when i had something going off my big shoulder area and i was doing bench press something was feeling off i injected like two milligrams and literally the next day the pain was gone by 50 percent injected it again with another two milligrams uh, the day after that it was like i never injured myself like the healing capacity the direct healing capacity of bpc 157 is really amazing Whereas I feel with glutathione is more of like an overall recovery. It helps to clear the lactate, heal the damaged cells, like those kind of stuff. That's why it makes you feel good. So I would say BPC is more targeted. Glutathione might be a little bit more general. And I do think that would actually synergize really well if you would just to use like a low dose BPC as a recovery capacity in general, because it is potent anti-inflammatory also increases nitric oxide and it increases growth hormone receptors. Well, I think the glutathione and the BBC would actually combine really well. Like on a consistent, you don't need to cycle that like or use it when you have an injury. You can literally use it chronically to help with the recovery and then really ramp up your exercise capacity. What about oral glutathione? Do I really need to inject myself? So this was a human study that took oral glutathione 500 milligrams twice daily. So that is one gram for four weeks. And what happened is that they did not see a significant decrease in inflammatory markers and also glutathione levels did not increase. So totally reduced, oxidized, the ratio measure of glutathione, it was unchanged. So oral glutathione didn't seem to really alter your in endogenous glutathione levels 
although there is research to suggest that when you use oroclutathione, it is absorbed. And so as I mentioned in the previous study, in the previous slides that I talked about, oroclutathione did help to prevent the excessive drop in pH. It did increase mitochondrial biogenesis, and it did help to prevent the excess increase in lactate from exercise. So it's not that it's useless. It even it can still be effective, but it's not going to increase your glutathione. It's unlikely to increase your circulating levels of glutathione. So how to increase glutathione naturally? You know, you, you want to have a good baseline for your glutathione. You don't want to be reliant on supplementing NAC or glutathione or those kind of stuff. Coenzyme Q10, you get those from animal sources. Vitamin B2, again, organ sources. Whey, mate, mate tea. Neck and glycine, combining those to synergistically add increasing glutathione. Alpha lipoic acid, the methyl nutrients like vitamin B6, folate, B12, and biotin. Taurine, milk thistle. Some fruits and vegetables containing uh, contain a significant amount of glutathione, like asparagus, avocado, and spinach. And then also cruciferous vegetables contain a specific molecule or, or specific molecules that is capable of increasing glutathione like sulforaphane and diethylthions. Hope I pronounced that correctly. But those are all the compounds that can help to increase your glutathione naturally. So the way I would go about this is make sure you eat a diet that's rich in vitamins and minerals containing animal foods, organ meat specifically, exactly like a layout in the test of launch course. We'll show you exactly what to eat. That will help you to maximize your glutathione uh, levels naturally. But despite having optimal levels of glutathione, you can still benefit from injecting glutathione. I feel there is a very interesting effect that it has. Even if injectable glutathione is not effective at increasing your glutathione, it still has a potent recovery effect on the body. So if you've ever experimented with injectable glutathione or would like to do so, please leave a comment below. I'd be highly interested to know if your experience resembles mine. And as I mentioned, my protocol was 300 milligrams twice a week. I do plan on using glutathione again in the future. I'm going to do a slightly different protocol. It might be lower dose, but more frequently, like 200 milligrams every single day. So a smaller dose, more frequently, and see how that pans out. So I'm going to be experimenting more with glutathione to see how it impacts my recovery as well. All right, guys. hope this video was helpful and insightful and give you new ideas to experiment with something. And I will take you in the next one. Cheers, guys.